I'm just recording in case something magical happens. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to. <laughs> The WWE is one of the companies that's accepting resumes on TikTok, via TikTok. <laughs> Dundalk Diane, everybody. It's good. It's good. Do you have... Uh, oh, okay. Are they looking for TikTok performers or personalities? I think... Uh, no. <laughs> it's unrelated to TikTok. A lot of companies are just using TikTok as the venue. Um, for the record, Kat did a dance when she said the word venue as if she was performing on a TikTok. Very nice. Her life is just nothing but bursts of 20 second TikTok videos. I'm Gavin. I am Mark. Hi, Mark. What's up? It's been a, been a little bit. Yeah, it really has. What we've the done fuck? this. Ugh. Well, our last episode I thought was so good. It was so good. Or at least I think it was. It was so long ago. I don't it even was, remember it. I, it, was, it was one for the ages. I've been working. Holy shit. I've been working a lot. Me too. And then I took a vacation. How's work going for you? Work's going great. But I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about your vacation. Where'd you go? Hell yeah. Oh, I went to go visit my in-laws in Texas. Yeah? Yep. Austin, <laughs> Texas. Aust- Austin understands. They live in, they live in Austin? A, outside of Austin, yeah. Oh, I thought they lived in Houston. No, that's where... Uh, oh, shit. This whole time I thought you were in Houston. No, I was in Austin. Ew. Oh, Austin sounds much better. Yeah, I got to see live music, eat some great food. Oh, oh man. Well, yeah. shit, that's cool. Oh, God, this whole time I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Austin. We went to Austin, and uh, uh, I was happy to see uh, people wearing masks. Looks like they're scared of the Delta variant. And we went into some stores on South Congress. Uh, lots of signs up. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And some stores had signs up that said uh, masks preferred. So it seemed kind of, at least in Austin, sort cool. of like Baltimore. A little pushy. <laughs> masks preferred. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to put it on then. Jesus. <laughs> you sound like a Texas Republican. <laughs> Well, is it, um, I, is it, did you get a sense if that, if that was performative or necessary? Uh, I don't know, but I saw a lot of people wearing masks on the street and I played a little game in my head. It was, is that person wearing a mask? Because, you know, it's not known for sure whether or not that Delta variant is transmissible by people who have been vaccinated and they're just being a little bit overly cautious for the sake of their unvaccinated neighbor. Or is that person just unvaccinated and they say, oh, I got a mask. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Although they're still out there. I seem to think that unvaccinated people don't care much for masks either. <laughs> <laughs> um, the airports were both were packed. BWI was packed. Austin Airport was packed. Uh, and um, uh, everybody was wearing masks. It was just crowded. N- nobody seemed like they were being really jerks, except for one dude. We landed in the Austin Airport. Masks as far as the eye could see. I was pleasantly... This East Coast elitist was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Uh, but there was one dude uh, in a really tight t-shirt to show off his big arms. 
holding his mask in his hand, this smirk, like a Randy Orton smirk on his face, just glancing around. Who's going to who's going to say something? <laughs> who's going to like he was looking around. I made eye contact. Was, oh, is it going to be you? Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, it was really fun. It was nice to take a week off. We got to see uh, Sophia's parents for the first time since 2019. That was great. We've missed them. Uh, and I had the privilege of introducing them to AEW. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but I, we can get into that a little bit later. So, uh, cause I, you did some traveling too, right? Well, yeah, I have some questions about Texas. So. Oh, okay. So, um, their governor is what <laughs> we politely call Republican. <laughs> yes, that is, that is. Do, uh, did you get the sense that people like their Republican governor? Um, you know, it didn't come up in conversation a lot. In the interest of family civility, I uh, decided to not ask any of them. So did any conversations come up about recent bills in Texas to change public school curriculums? Uh, well, there was uh, an awkward part of uh, we were driving somewhere and it was just a pleasant kind of, you know, just talking about pleasant things. And then um, I don't want to dunk on my father-in-law, but my wife doesn't listen to this. Um, he uh, no one does. He No. <laughs> he said, um, so what are your thoughts on critical race theory? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, I said, I am not getting into this. <laughs> there is- well, and also their position is from a, a premise that critical race theory means something that it doesn't mean at all. Yeah, we explained that. Um, but explaining just uh, activates uh, a, a defensive reaction from yeah. a lot of Republicans. I don't know if you've had this interaction with your family or oh not. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened about this this very subject. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of over email. It's tough when when you have family members, people you love and you care about. It's yeah. So in Texas, wild. they are there's um, Senate or maybe the House, I forget which which chamber, recently passed legislation to remove some things from the public school curriculum, inclu- including writings of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Harriet Tub- uh, teachings about Harriet Tubman, Che Guevara. Oh, Wait, um, so they think that's critical race theory, like basic history? Uh, yes. And Ooh. to remove teachings that the Ku Klux Klan was morally wrong. Holy shit. I yeah. missed all of this. Oh, I would have yeah. brought all this up. <laughs> I'm going to start writing an email. It's yeah, it's so fucking supremely fucked up. One thing that did happen while we were there, I think it was maybe just a couple of days after uh, we were in downtown Austin, uh, uh, was when all of the Democrats in the yeah. Senate left the state, mm-hmm. so that they, uh, you know, in an attempt to try to block, uh, you know, adding restrictions on voting rights. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring that up either. I just, did they get arrested? I don't know. I think so. I haven't been f- You're the politics guy. <laughs> I think I think that they were going to arrest him. And that piece of shit, Attorney General Ken Paxton, mm. he's been under federal investigation, under federal indictment, I believe, for the past five fucking years. And I believe is currently under an FBI investigation. And the indictment also, I believe, is securities fraud related. 
So Jesus. this guy is a fucking piece of shit, but he's the attorney general of Texas. Oh, what could go wrong? <laughs> it's a really good thing that uh, Texas doesn't extradite to the U.S. <laughs> so do you remember you, you might remember a story of a, a guy in Houston who stood in line until like well into the early morning. He had been in line oh, yeah. for like six hours to vote. And he had to go leave to basically start his first of three shifts at his three jobs that next day. And it was like hailed as like, you know, uh, you know, a commitment to to a civic duty It's celebrated. Not by Ken Paxton, who has uh, subsequently um, ordered the arrest of that individual who's now currently being held on like two hundred fifty thousand dollars bail for voter fraud. Because he apparently is ineligible to vote because of a parole status. And so his vote wouldn't have been counted anyway when they, you know, because, oh my God, it's just like a fundamental misunderstanding or lack of knowledge of how our fucking elections work in the first place. I'm, I'm sorry. So like, yeah. So, so like, he's, and his vote I, wouldn't have counted. I, I'm, I hope that he was able to post bond. I'm sure that. There, I, I just sincerely hope that there has been some organizations to step yeah. in and, and bail him out. That's fucking horrific. But meanwhile, this fucking piece of shit who's under indictment and a separate federal investigation is lecturing fucking people about voter fraud and, and disqualifying uh, anyways. Yeah. So, so those topics didn't come up. <laughs> I tried my damnedest to not bring them up. It's an inconvenient truth. <laughs> so I emailed my dad uh-huh. a, a link to the story about this Texas bill. And I was just like, dad, isn't this stuff getting kind of ridiculous at this point? <laughs> like, like removing teachings that the Ku Klux Klan is more. I didn't know that. I would have brought that up. Yeah. Like that's controversial. That that's indoctrination. And he said, um, he's all for a, 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 a truthful teaching of history but this is what he does. He says, but the problem is. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he should have stopped before that. But the problem is. I'm concerned about how the curriculum is decided and how it's taught and that kids are being taught to hate this country. What, okay. What are his specific concerns? <laughs> Can he name what was one of his specific concerns? Well, that kids are being taught to hate this country. Oh, and is so, that the new lesson? So I, I responded and I was just like, well, you know, dad. School boards have always been political. Um, Woody, get off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, you know, and 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 then I I provided an anecdote of my my education in Chesterfield County Public Schools, which is a suburb of Richmond, Virginia, in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. You can imagine what I was taught about Civil War, the ending of slavery, and the Civil Rights Act in the civil rights protests of the sixties. I actually can't. What, what, what did they teach you? I, I was not taught anything about the latter. And I was really? basically taught at the end of the civil war, slavery ended and reconstruction was made into law. And that was that. And all of America's scars healed magically. Yeah, basically. Overnight. Yeah. You know, uh, people were freed, slaves huh. were freed and the, the law afforded them equal status. That's what I was taught. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then I, I explained this to my dad, and I was like, and it, it was not until like within the past two years that I learned about 
uh, Juneteenth, the Tulsa Race Massacre. I didn't learn about the Tulsa Race Massacre until I watched Watchmen, and then I felt <laughs> deeply ashamed about not ever having known about that, and then angry that no one in school ever bothered to teach it to me. My, I, mine's even worse. I learned about it from a John <laughs> Oliver episode about the episode of Watchmen that... <laughs> triggered <laughs> this knowledge of to, onto a lot of people. I remember watching it and saying, holy shit, can you imagine if this ever happened? Yeah. And then I went on to, and I was reading an article and they said like, like how like it was a startlingly uh, uh, realistic, real depiction. And the first time really this has ever been depicted in cinema or TV or kind of American entertainment. And I thought, wait, what the fuck? And then I went on to Wikipedia and Wikipedia is like, oh yeah, this is just hanging out on an article here. This is a thing that happened. Uh, and everybody who has ever been interested in looking it up could learn about it. And then I, I just felt like I'm, I was 40 years old at the time <laughs> and I've never fucking heard about this. And it just, well, if that's not white privilege, I don't know what is. Yeah. And just white, just like that whitewashing and, censorship of this uncomfortable truth of something that happened in America that it's just I don't I don't want to I want to love America the way uh you love someone with a like a you an adult relationship you take the good and the bad you uh try to you know learn and help improve and that's the thing and yeah. not love America like the a fucking 4 year old loves his mommy that's why I try to explain to my dad, like the reason why I am, uh, I'm supportive of critical race theory and and the, uh, honest teaching of our history is because because I love this country and I want it to be better. Right. Give students and uh, children and young adults a full and complete view of America, our mistakes, our triumphs, and take both of those to make America better again. The fact, like the the rights that our country. Why wouldn't you want to know that? Right, the rights that our country affords its citizens are tremendous, especially compared to rights that are not afforded or not afforded elsewhere right. in the world. Yeah, it, it, in theory, <laughs> for for some. Yeah, for some. Right, and that's the problem. Our our system of government is is very ideal and and very. Um, promoting of of equity and equality in theory right but in application like we recognize those are good things <laughs> but you can't you know as, those are good things to aspire to but you can't work toward them until you like, you understand what it is you need to fix or what it is that people need to, to know right and and times change standards change and Obviously, tolerance for fucking atrocities changed too, because when you know when this country was founded, obviously, I mean, the three fifths compromise and slave and slave trade, and yeah. then it's like people, too many people in the GOP right now basically say, "Well, without slavery, this country would not have survived," and Jesus stuff like Christ. that. You know, That's and it's just like, well, wait a second. So what you're saying is we had to cheat. Like at at best, that's what you're saying, right? And and you could also use that as a moment to say, like, oh shit, we built this company or company. <laughs> <laughs> they wish <laughs> this country on you know some pretty fucking horrific means on literally the backs of human beings who had no choice in the matter. Uh, 
maybe we can recognize that and use that as a as motivation to not repeat the same fucking mistakes in the future. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, why, why would I want to not know about that? And secondly, if you're afraid that me knowing about that is going to then cause me to hate this country, then what does that say about like you wanting to shield people from the truth? Right. Like, what is it about that? Like people don't want to have these uncomfortable conversations that are so important to have, but it's so interesting. If even you just take away what it is, the uh, critical race theory, and you just like, we're saying what's happening is Republicans are passing bills that remove things that we're teaching kids. It's, it's narrowing it's taking information away from future generations. And the other, you know, the other side of that argument is why the fuck would you do that? Shouldn't we be teaching people and by giving them all of the information so that they can form their opinions? Hate America. It's like, so if they learn about what America, it's like, it's like a guy saying, well, my wife is going to fucking hate me if she knows I've been cheating on her for 20 years. <laughs> I have a secret family. Well, you want me to? You oh, you you want my teach my wife to hate me? Is that it? <laughs> Christ. Yeah, but for Republicans, it's not cheating on their don't, wife. Yeah, it's, don't let uh, out this secret about to, America. Wanting to really hate black people. Yeah, and there it is. Yeah. Ugh. And they, you know, they just like uh, the uh, <coughs> removing those subjects is. In and of itself, indoctrination. If the atrocities happen in the past, do they count, Mark? <laughs> only when other countries. Yeah, only, 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 yeah Nazis. Holy yeah. shit. So I, have a, I, have a, so I was telling my, my dad about re- the residential schools in Canada. Another thing I just learned about. What's that? I don't think you, I know about okay, the residential schools so in Canada. Residential schools were uh, schools run by the Canadian government up through, uh, throughout the 20th century. Um, where they basically forcefully tore apart indigenous families Holy and shit. forced children into these schools where they were then indoctrinated with Canadian principles and values and basically trying to remove their uh, cu- their own cultural identity. And they were basically like kind of enslaved and raped and beaten and tortured. Holy fuck. And and they're finding and anything related to their like culture or religion was removed and like destroyed. Holy fuck. Canada. And they cut yeah. their hair. They cut their hair, which was like oh. not, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's all Jesus. this fucked up shit and and a lot of of kids died at these residential schools. Yeah. And now they are finding mass graves. Uh, like Holy indigenous fuck. people are are basically conducting underground sonar, and then they're exhuming bodies, and they're finding these mass graves, sometimes That's... as large as almost eight hundred people. Oh fuck! And eighty, almost eighty percent of these residential schools were administered by the Catholic Church. Oh. So I said all this to my dad, and, and he said, "But the Canadian government was behind this." And I was like, yes. And he was yeah. just like thinking to, and it was, it, but it was said in such a manner that was like, well, that washes out some of our shit. <laughs> see, oh, is it like a see they do it? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. 
And I was like, well, dad, here, we just See, murdered. my neighbor beats his dog, too. What? <laughs> I was like, well, here, this nation just murdered all the indigenous people. And those that survived, yeah. they forced right. onto uninhabitable land with no resources. Mm-hmm. So, Marched yeah. them out into the desert <laughs> naked. I'm like, all right, well, welcome. Now you're part of America. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, but uh, I said that's yeah. my my parents to further explain why I'm just like, and this is yet one more reason why I can't look at the Catholic church seriously, but like the, the institutions and the ethos and the principles, those can all be like, uh, those can all be basically like guiding lights in people's lives. And sure. they can also be like principles that a society adheres to in order to coexist and that is as American as it fucking gets. And I, I, I cannot get why people don't understand that other than their own obtuse selfishness and thinking of their mm-hmm. own uh, status and superiority. And comfort, too, I would imagine. Like the comfort in knowing or, or saying, well, I learned it one way in school. I'm not going to learn more to get a uh, like a more accurate or complete view of what happened it's like that's the way i learned it and i'm hearing all this new stuff now and it's boy is it making me uncomfortable so it's got to be someone's agenda to make me uncomfortable yeah oh man the mainstream media you gotta get fucking comfortable with being uncomfortable you motherfuckers (laughs) it took me a long time to i'm still working on that sitting with the discomfort of what this country has done, what I, you know, things I've done and said. I'm just, fuck. I'm uncomfortable about everything. I'm just anxious. So <laughs> <laughs> I've I mean, just been, like, been, how I've, else are you supposed to change? Oh, change. That's it. Is it just not, is it a, a resistance to changing yourself? No, I, I, well, I don't no. know. I'm sure it's obviously a, it's a multiple factors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so yeah, I'm sure that for some people that's, that's some of it. Other people are, certainly scared of uh, cultural clashes. Other people are probably like intimidated by other cultures and think that there's something like inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. And it could be for a number of reasons for that. It could be the way that they were raised. It could be that they're actually inherently racist. It could be that they're implicitly biased and they're just simply not aware of it. And you know that they could overcome that with some like conscious thinking and you know sure. some recognition and stuff it could mean that you know, it could mean a lot of things but um is there's a general unwillingness to even pursue it there's like a lack of intellectual curiosity anymore and it's just like just shove shit down my throat and keep me entertained yeah it's it's fucking everything is uh yeah. politics and and wrestling are the two biggest traveling carnivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nothing but fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's a it's a fucking shame. Um, but yeah. don't don't ever question my patriotism because right, I'm a I'm a fucking patriot through and through. I'm I'm American. I I my uh, six of my eight grandparents were from Italy. One one of my uh, grand. Six of my grandparents were, I'm sorry. Great grandparents? Yes. Six yeah, of my great grandparents were from Italy. All of my grandparents were born in America. One of my great grandparents. What a show off. <laughs> one of my great grandparents <laughs> was born in France and another uh-huh. was born in Germany. So, okay, yeah. 
I'm a mixture of those three countries, but um, the uh, 75% of my blood is Italian. But when people ask me, like, where I'm from, this is really cheesy and stupid. I'm like, I'm American. Like, yeah. my blood is Italian, but I'm American. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not Italian. I'm not French. I'm not German. I'm American. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm fucking embarrassed to be an American right now. But that does not mean that I hate this country. It just right, means yeah. that I hate the fucking morons that are making it a fucking miserable place to live. Yeah, I think it's I'm for me I'm I'm embarrassed to share a country with those people. <laughs> because the potential that we have, the potential that this country has risen to in the past um and the depths it has fucking sunk to in the past also you got to take them both hand in hand so that you can design the future of the country. Yeah. And why would you want to like so many things that are considered a zero sum game just aren't you can have everybody can have we don't we don't have to push people into poverty in order to have a middle class that's obviously not helping <laughs> we don't really have much of a middle class and it's not because of poor people no it's because dickheads want to fly a giant penis into space <laughs> yes oh my god <laughs> fucking bezos <laughs> he has employees pissing in bottles getting fired by algorithm and not giving them bathroom breaks but he's up in space yeah doing a little him and branson doing their little vanity projects i know why couldn't those two penises collide my god <laughs> and not in the way that they want them to no <laughs> <laughs> so um i did a little traveling as well recently all right <laughs> We where, went to. Where did you voyage to? We went to Davis, West Virginia, which was a, um, a pretty cool town. It was super small. Wait, I mean, where where in? In Davis. <laughs> what part of West Virginia? Um, what's, the, it, what's it near? The Canaan Valley. Canaan Valley. Canaan Valley. Yeah. No, the, shit. I forget how they they say it there, but <laughs> the locals they don't say Canaan Valley. I Canaan Valley. Canaan Valley. I think Valley? they say Canaan Valley. Did I say Canaan? I don't. Re- well, no. Well, if they say this Canaan, guy explained they it know. to it. This one guy explained it to us, and he was just like, "Yeah, the way we say it is stupid." So whichever way is the dumber <laughs> way of saying it, that's how they say it. <laughs> so um, it was cool. Uh, it was it was Cain. nice. <laughs> Canaan Valley. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that's the sound of red fire. We both we both did the <laughs> the hands the arms. <laughs> Uh, Knoxville County mayor. Is he still mayor? Yep. Wow. That is fucking wild. All right. Anyway, so West Virginia. Uh, yeah. So I've been there. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Not for a long time, but it's a beautiful place. I really want to buy a cabin out there. <gasps> Let's do it. Fuck yeah. I'll go in. I shit. I'd say this to Kat and she's like, no, God, no, we can't buy a property with friends. I'm like, no, we'll just, we'll make it a business and we'll rent it out and nothing yeah. will ever, Who nothing bad cares? will ever go wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're not just friends, Cat. We also have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're already. Wait, she, she's outside. Oh no! And if she was inside, she wouldn't listen. I know. No, she would. Um, we yeah, we already have this business venture. Right. This this thriving. Shit. Why don't we fucking form an LLC and then now you're talking have a rental property and then <laughs> yeah. lump this into the business? Oh, yeah, it's the podcast's prop cabin, not ours. <laughs> yeah, this is marketing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and we'll just rent our property to Ryan and Rana Joy. Yeah. Our only listeners. <laughs> what we need is a really, really Republican accountant to help us out. <laughs> so Davis was cool. Um the last night we went to uh, a piece of a pizza place there. 
and the menu said open since Reagan was president. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> still, still playing that one note. <laughs> Amazing. So, I also went to Virginia this past weekend, and I don't think my sister listens to this podcast because nobody in my family is no. interested in listening to me no one ever I, talk about politics. I think my dad does, but you know he's cool. <laughs> so if my sister is listening, though, she might get upset that it sounds like I'm talking shit about one of her friends. But so my sister had a party, and um, uh, I I stayed late. And my sister's friend and my sister, we were all at this tiki bar that my brother-in-law built in their backyard. It's really cool. cool. Yeah. And um, my sister's friend, Megan, said something about – Megan said something about Biden. And then my sister was like, he's really liberal. (laughs) That's what my in-laws – that's how my father-in-law introduces me and Sophia to his friends. Like, they're far left of left, these two. Like, what are you talking about? Because I read fucking books about American history. <laughs> she didn't ask me if I. She then asked me if I like Biden uh-huh. because I like Biden or because I hate Trump. And I was like, it's, "Well, it has to be one or the yeah, other." I, was like, I got the, plenty of criticisms for Biden. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's what I said." I was yeah. like, "I don't really like Biden all that much, but I hate Donald Trump, and I'm." glad Biden's our president because I did not like the direction the country was going in. Yeah, we have fucking vaccines now. That shit wasn't going to happen with Trump. He had no fucking plan. Like, oh, he would have gotten it. Like, well, then what was he fucking waiting for? (laughs) And she said, oh, you don't like America first? (laughs) See, why does it have to be like this stupid fucking simplistic four-year-old loves their daddy and he can do no wrong even though he's like, you know, drunk all the time and beating the dog. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Then she goes on and she's like. So uh, nuance wasn't really. No. Okay. <laughs> and she goes on about the liberal mainstream media. So she said uh, the mainstream media just is is hiding things that are actually happening. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, what? And, uh, you know, she thought about it for for a little bit. Smoked a cigarette. Oh, yeah, it's a good stalling tactic. <laughs> and then said, the border crisis. And I was like, well... Okay, what are they hiding? I, I read the New York Times almost every day. And just about every day, there's an article on the uh, about the border. Yeah, of course. You know, just, it's news. We all know about it. Characterize it as a crisis. Yes. They, they put it in a, a certain voice that's very fact-based. Well, I just think the New York Times lies a lot. Oh, okay. So... Tell me, yeah. tell me an example of, of, of the New York Times lie. What's the biggest lie they've told? Yeah, like, and, she, and then she smoked another cigarette. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and said, well, um, my boss owns a, a Subway franchise. And, okay. And the New York Times just uh, re- reported recently that the tuna that Subway sells does not test as tuna. And the thing is, the, Subway, the New York Times found... The one uh-huh. lab in the country that does not know that when you process tuna a certain way, it doesn't test as tuna. And, and, and so that's, that's – the New York Times lied about that. Wait. So what are they doing to process tuna so it no longer tests as tuna? <laughs> what is that processing method? I didn't ask. I was just like, so just so I'm clear, what you said was that the New, the New York Times lies – 
And your example of a lie. And Jesus cries. <laughs> your example of a lie is that they reported about Subway's tuna being fake. <laughs> the biggest lie. Yeah. And then in support of that reporting, <clears throat> they cited to the only lab that does not know that when you process tuna a certain way, it doesn't test as tuna. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask any more questions. I didn't yeah. ask, what does a test for tuna <laughs> consist of? You know, tuna test. <laughs> <laughs> Two, what you asked earlier, what What does that mean, the way they process tuna? <laughs> well, they strip all the tuna out of it. Do they give it the COVID vaccine and change its <laughs> DNA? That's how you get the microchips from the tuna at Subway. <laughs> it's not mercury, it's microchips. <laughs> have you ever ordered tuna from a Subway? No, but I have a friend that, so <clears throat> he would always get tuna, and I would always get the club. That's what was, that was my go-to Subway sandwich. The way they process it is that, like, I bet you could leave it out on a counter for a day and eat it and still be fine, because <laughs> there's nothing organic left in it. Well, going to Subway to watch my friend eat tuna fish all the time... <laughs> That's how I learned yum, that yum. the roast beef is tinted green. There's a green hue, a neon green hue to their roast beef because Ooh. of the fucking preservatives in it. Ooh la la. And I saw that there was something about the shitty dim lighting of the subway attached to the district court in Northeast Baltimore City. I know the one! <laughs> that just... I drive past it and shudder a little bit. It, it shined in just at the right angle where I saw the green tint. And I was like, wait, no, please do not put the green piece of meat on my sandwich. Put the one underneath that on my sandwich and then get to the one underneath it. And I was like, well, no, that one's green too. And the one underneath that, he was like, this is the color of the meat. And I was like, what are you fucking <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yeah. So the New York Times lied about the quality of Subway's food. Have you no. I, Christ. All right. So that was okay. Okay. All right. That's the biggest. That's the biggest lie. So things. Uh, so uh, you would have been so proud of how restrained I was in this conversation. <laughs> I think I would have been. Yeah. But it was also like playing. I, uh, I am. <laughs> It's like playing sports with my eight-year-old nephew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an adult man versus a child in a game of, of str- like a contest of strength and perception. I was doing enough to make it interesting for me, <laughs> right? While not hurting her feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think dinner might be writing. All right, yeah, let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about pro wrestling! Yeah, that half. You want to win out there today? Then get a tuna footlong from Subway. It's 100% wild-caught on freshly baked bread. Let's show them what you're made of. You're made of tuna. So you were saying that um, you, you, you tried to indoctrinate your parents. <laughs> My in-laws. Yeah, into, your in-laws, uh, sorry. Into AEW. How'd that go? Well, uh... uh this pat well we're recording this now there is an episode of of dynamite on right now so i'm talking about last week's when you hear this it's two weeks ago uh it was 
AEW's second live show since the pandemic, uh, and it was also just outside of Austin, Texas. So I was sort of AEW adjacent. Um, <laughs> so we watched it on TV, on the big TV in the living room. Where? How big is their TV? Oh, it's the biggest. <laughs> so my father-in-law came in. He, sit, he sits down at one point, and he's just sitting there, and he watches. And I think this is right at the beginning uh, or Hangman Adam Page was out or something. He just watches Hangman Adam Page come out and watches a match, and he just turns to us like, "These have got to be the stupidest people on the planet." <laughs> and Who, Sophia said, "The fans or the no, wrestlers? the wrestlers." Like he hadn't even processed the fans yet, uh, just the wrestlers. And then, well, Britt Baker came out. I said, "Well, she's a." dentist she's dmd that's like she's when she's not wrestling she has her own practice and adam page was a teacher he's like come on (laughs) so yeah and i forget what was one of the matches uh somebody gets hit and fall and they're selling an injury and uh he said is that guy really knocked out (laughs) uh and so i said he's a mark yeah so my answer was i don't know (laughs) Maybe, maybe he is. And Sophia said, no, no, he's just pretending. I'm like, shh, he wants to believe. Those were some fun moments. Just to, someone who, pro wrestling, has never been on their radar. They don't know what it's about. But to hear a grown person say, is he really knocked out? Just <laughs> filled me with such joy. Uh, it was just like, that's right. That's what pro wrestling's all about. Um, so it, it really, I really enjoyed watching it, but just getting these reactions from people who don't watch it. Oh, and, uh, it was also really funny as much as my father-in-law was complaining about wrestling or the wrestlers. Uh, he sat and watched for a long time. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially when Penelope Ford came out. <laughs> so it was fun to see wrestling through their eyes. And it, it felt at one point like they were almost sorry, like, does Gavin know that this is fake? Like they were like, do we have to break it to him? Like he seems like he, he's got it together, but have you ever tried showing pro wrestling to someone who like hasn't watched it or isn't into it? Um, yeah, a normal uh, basically, um, at my parents' house, probably in the past like decade or so. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't go over. No one gets it. And they really <laughs> like making fun of you for liking it. They know sold most of it. But immediately after asking me or telling me, you know, this is fake, right? Is it, is he really knocked out? Like, <laughs> oh, I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake. It's as fake as that tuna you get on your subway sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Restaurant quality, pitcher in pitcher. Oh, <laughs> uh, so then your parent, your mother-in-law, your in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they um, have watched enough to understand the gravity of the rumors that are going around right now that <laughs> that a certain someone is going to return oh, to the ring. Yes, my father-in-law, huge CM Punk mark. <laughs> uh, did he like the pipe bomb promo? Well, that's what he said. Like when Adam Page came out and cut a promo, my uh, father-in-law said, well, it's no pipe bomb. <laughs> I would have, I, my heart would have stopped and I would be dead if that had happened. <laughs> CM Punk. Yeah. Is in the, the, the rumor mill is, is, is loud and alive. Yeah. Some guy named Sean 
rap, Ross, Sean, Sean Ross rap. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like well, he's like the Bernstein of <laughs> of wrestling reporting. Not yeah. the Woodward. Yeah, that's Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he's the Ted Koppel of wrestling. He tweets with like giant arms. <laughs> he tweets today that like CM Punk's coming back to AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sent me the tweet. It's just so casually written. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks like AE Dub. Subscribe to my Patreon for the full article. That's a that's a really w- weird way to say, "Hey, everyone, tell me to fuck off." <laughs> <clears throat> now, good for him breaking that news. How how much do you think he made off that? Like three hundred bucks. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I bet he made a lot, like uh, enough that it would make me like want to do self harm. <laughs> There are a lot of wrestling marks out there. None of them are listening to this. There are. They're just not, not like us, Mark. We're the cream. We are the elite of the elite. They wouldn't understand the new war on drugs song. No, we wouldn't. (laughs) Oh my God. Who do you think would? Yeah. I can't even think of any of the, anybody on the elite that would come out to a war on drugs song. Maybe Adam page, Hangman Adam page. He's, he's in need of some new entrance music. He'll need to drop that hangman thing eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You can just be, yeah, you can be a cowboy. You can still do cowboy shit. Yeah. But, I mean. Just be Adam Page. You used to teach history, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, shit. You okay? Yeah, my uh, glasses or my hat's like digging into the side of my head. Oh, shit. Um, so, so, yeah. CM Punk's coming back. To no, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, come on. Like, how many times has this rumor been out there? So you don't think? Uh, yeah, that's true. Like, but it also sounds like how many times have I gotten my hopes up just to have them dash? <laughs> See, Woody's upset too. He's <laughs> he's expected. We could have had uh, uh, the WWE had so many amazing opportunities. I feel like. There was this peak of where like CM Punk could come back at any moment. It would be amazing. And then we went through this trough of like, eh, don't really need him. And then AEW came like, what if CM Punk came to <laughs> AEW? But I feel like we're in another one of those troughs now where like CM who? Like there's wrestling. There's a whole new generation of wrestling fans that have never seen CM Punk do anything live. Why is your dog barking? Are we getting robbed? <laughs> <laughs> no, if we were, he definitely would not be barking. Actually, I think he would lose his shit if somebody broke into the house. Yeah, that's what you want your dog to do. Woody, knock it off. (laughs) Was was he giving you back talk? Yeah. Woody, come here. God, the attitude on this dog. (laughs) He doesn't think CM Punk's coming back either. (laughs) Stop talking about it, guys. It's never going to happen. What are they doing all out in Chicago again? Yeah. Okay. What an irresponsible prick to fucking <laughs> post that before all out. What if AEW doesn't what this is some this is some conspiracy shit. Wouldn't that have been just a great surprise and this guy the spoil sport, this guy who just wants to ruin the surprise for everyone just so we can get some Patreon subscribers? Now we're all looking forward to it. This is this is this is a work. This is a Vince attack on AEW. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a plant. It's a plant story. <laughs> so because he, a, a component of the story was that the the hot, the top brass at WWE 
is convinced that he's going to AEW. Oh, I didn't hear that. So his source is actually a top brass of WWE? I think it shows up as brass ring on his cell phone. (laughs) Amazing. So, wow, what a fucking world this this pro wrestling is. Instead of deep throat, it's brass ring. (laughs) (laughs) They have to meet underneath the ring. (laughs) Next to the leprechaun guy. (laughs) Or meeting in the boiler room where old school mankind used to hang out. I think I think you know why I called you here. It's just Vince McMahon wearing a wig, like one of those glasses with a fake nose and mustache. It's all made out of plastic. Thanks for meeting me. No, I heard uh, I heard CM Punk is uh really thinking about going to uh that pissant company over there. Well, that's interesting. You say that, Mister McMahon. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's thinking about getting back into it, and uh, he's gonna go try his luck over there on uh, TNT. Is and is have you guys been in talks with with CM Punk? Uh, well, uh, we uh, Phil, was, uh, he was real good. He did some real great work for us recently on the Fox Sports or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, really comment further than that. <laughs> Uh, Mr. McMahon, would you, are you willing to go on record? No, I'm, Mr. I'm not Mr. McMahon. I'm not Mr. McMahon. <laughs> what? What? No. What? This conversation's over. <laughs> he turned into Nixon there. At the end. <laughs> Vince McMahon would definitely look for a cassette tape recorder, but, but <laughs> he would like pick up multiple cell phones to try to find the cassette tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get a, a tape out of this thing? <laughs> if you are in Sanford, Connecticut mm-hmm. headquarters, uh, right? You're on the roof during. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that in a second. I don't. I don't know what happened at uh, Money in the Bank. So yeah. we'll get to that. No, nah, who cares? Okay, <laughs> it so was great. I, I don't. <laughs> it was great. You should watch it. Maybe. So uh, I'm go- we're going to host for SummerSlam. Okay, I'll be there episode. for that. Okay. Yeah. I just like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> so, um, say you're at uh, WWE headquarters in Sanford, Connecticut. Right. And you're walking down the hallway. Ooh, lucky me. <laughs> you're, walking out, you're making $8 an hour. Skipping down as the a hall. Yeah. Head writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never watched wrestling before in my life, which I just found out a lot of the writers, they're hiring from television, yeah. not from within wrestling. So, people are getting hired to write for Raw and SmackDown that have never watched the show. Yeah. Of course. So that makes a lot of sense. It does. That, yeah, of course. That explains a lot. Anyway. They're, paying, they're probably paying them like $14 yeah, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get to work for this hyper conservative corporation. Hooray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put that on your resume. <laughs> Would you? No. Ex- explain this gap. Well. I worked for a foreclosure mill for nine months. That's not on my fucking resume. Oh, jeez. It's not on my firm bio page. Uh an embarrassment it was yeah. it was a placeholder and for a while sure, it was yeah. just blank it just said law firm yeah because i wanted to I wanted people to know there wasn't a gap but <laughs> the experience was not relevant what happened at law firm oh uh, not relevant 
I could tell you some stories about what happened after I left. Ooh, let's do that after the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking wild. You, no, you have to sign up for our Patreon to get that episode. <laughs> yeah, I also heard it, heard of this from Brass Ringer, too. Yeah, pay <clears throat> us on Patreon, and uh, yeah, if you go to the Patreon, that's where you hear all the incriminating stuff. <laughs> so you're walking out of the hallway at WWE headquarters, and there is Triple H walking towards you. Oh. Now, the question is, what do you call him? Do you call him? Because to me, here, here are some of the possibilities. His real name, uh-huh. Paul, <coughs> or his right. real last name, Mr. Levesque. Yeah, right. Or his stage name, his play name, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, his pretend name. Or his pretend, Hunter. Or his pretend name's last name, Mr. Helmsley. <laughs> or do you call him Triple H? Uh-huh. Or do you just, you know, throw trips out there with a little wink and nod? I think uh, before that, you've already had the uh, first uh, day briefing where they tell you never to make eye contact <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that I I would throw a, a trips out there and I would expect trips. I would expect that I would get a Paul Levesque He's walking down the hallway with his glasses on. Holding some, uh, probably an iPad in front of him, reading it. Yeah. Some douchebag walking opposite of him and says, <laughs> what is, what's up, Trips? Just barely looks up from the iPad over at the douchebag and then just rolls his eye back, eyes back to the iPad. Yeah, and then That's that person gets to their desk like, and you're fired. <laughs> but, what? Like, yeah, word just came down, you're fired. We don't know what happened. We don't know why, but, you know, Connecticut's an at-will uh, state, so... <laughs> I wonder if I could take enough time off work to see if that I can make that happen. It'd be fucking great. Like, I'm sure I could get a job as a fucking writer at WWE. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> what TV shows have you written for? I'll just fucking... Who cares? I'll just I've make them up. I've never watched wrestling again. I mean, that's fine, right? <laughs> be like, I wrote for Wrestle... Wrestle Wrestleton. Yeah, Wrestleton. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote for Wrestling Kings. Apple, it was a Appleton. Massive show in Chile amongst 18 to 49 right, yeah. Years. I think it might be harder to get a job at the WWE than just applying for it. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Let's see how many. Let's see how many jobs that are posted right now. Yeah. Uh, on the you could probably work as a as a lawyer. <laughs> they seem like an, an an institution that might be in, in need of some some good legal counsel. WWE is proud to offer competitive employee compensation and benefits, along with an exciting variety of health and wellness initiatives. Ooh, initiatives. Okay. That uh, none of those things sound like health care. <laughs> Internships. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, are they unpaid? <laughs> Could you imagine being a fucking intern for WWE? Oh my God. What, what kind of, option what kind of openings do they have intern experience highlights oh <clears throat> there's a timeline i'm looking at the chart 10 week project led program career readiness training oh team building networking events oh <laughs> lunch and learns leadership speaker series holy shit this sounds soulless <laughs> intern volunteer event okay WWE executive conversation. Ooh, you get to talk to an executive. Everybody hopes it's going to be Triple H or uh, Tri- uh, Vince McMahon, but it never is. Yeah, it's Jim Cornette. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, let me introduce you all to my wife. Oh. T- TV studio tour. Yeah. Cornette's not there. Dakota from the University of Alabama. 
quoted as saying, "Oh, they have some testimonials <laughs> from former interns." Interning here has been one of the greatest decisions I've made. I've gained the confidence to try something new. <laughs> something other than this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure I could get a job here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is this going to become the new podcast? We both try to get jobs there. What do we have? They don't. I don't well, see any openings. I mean, I don't know. Oh. Things are going pretty well at my current job. Yeah, yeah. But think of the <laughs> podcast. So, so you don't think that um, CM Punk is coming back? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I think he might be coming back, but I also think it's probably the absolute worst time for him to come back because no one really cares right now. Oh. You think people care? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like I, I feel like there are these peaks of like, where is CM Punk? We need him. He would fit so well. And there, we just had one of those at the like in that first year of AEW. Like, is CM Punk going to show up? Um, maybe I don't know. He wanted to wait until this fucking global pandemic is over. What a baby. <laughs> where was my? Okay, there's all right. Maybe there's. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will mark out. Yeah, I think he's going to come back, and I think it's going to be at all out. He couldn't come back during the pandemic. <clears throat> Imagine the pop. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because fucking uh, Brody Lee came out during the pandemic, and everybody said, can you fucking imagine what this would be like with a crowd? And yeah. we never got that. We I were know. robbed of that. Yeah. I mean, and he was robbed of his life, but we were robbed. <laughs> um, well, there was another name in the rumor mill today. Really? Besides uh, uh, Chick Magnet Punk? <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson. The American I've been hearing Dragon. this one. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard that name before. Yeah, I think that's what he wrestled under. Elsewhere. Is that like a Daniel Bryan ripoff? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been hearing that. I'm, I've, uh, he's, his, uh, he left WWE, but WWE hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything. It's a big mystery about what's going on. Okay, I'll go ahead and talk about Money in the Bank real quick. Okay, is he going to be on Impact? I don't know. That'd be amazing. I mean, yeah. Can you fucking imagine he shows up on Impact and Don Callis brings him over to AEW? Like, we've got the hottest talent over on Impact. Yeah, that'd be What a fucking heel move. And then he can join Kenny Omega and all those other fucking heels. Oh, I just, okay, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, I just, I'm such a mark sometimes. (laughs) Well, okay. I, I marked out for for Money in the Bank. I yeah? was I was just like during the the men's Money in the Bank match, which I rewatched the next night with Cat. It was that good. She, she missed it. Yeah, I was uh, there. There were just these crazy spots, especially the way the match ended. Really, Biggie and Seth Rollins were on top of the tall ladders right by the briefcase. Oh yeah, the ludicrous yeah ladders. Yeah, and Biggie. Um, was punching Seth Rollins and then got him up on his shoulder and he's standing on the ladder and he just jumps off and does his drop finisher where he oh, lands flat on his back yeah. and the guy lands flat on his face from the top Holy of one of those fucking shit. Okay, I have to watch that. And, Nikki is amazing. And they, I love him. They landed it perfectly and... Um, Rollins sold it and Biggie got up climbed the ladder and won the won the briefcase that's so fucking cool and the match was fucking great and um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte had an amazing fucking match too 
And the WWE crowd fucking sucks because at the beginning of that match... <laughs> that didn't take long for them to just <laughs> continue to suck. In the beginning of that match, they start chanting, we want Becky. No! And Charlotte did the suck it thing and then marched around the ring and flicking off the crowd. Nice. And then uh, Rhea Ripley responded to the crowd later in the match, too, because they were they, tra- they started a Becky chant again. And well, it got a good reaction the first time. <laughs> in the meantime, it's like Rhea a fucking Rip- kindergarten class. <laughs> in the meantime, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte just proceeded to put on a fucking display. Amazing. And then later in the match, this fucking crowd, oh no, starts chanting, "This is awesome." Oh, turn, <laughs> turning their tune around there. These fucking spoiled babies. <laughs> Haven't seen a big show like that in like two fucking years, and they're like, "Me, our favorite, our favorite person not coming out." Wait, look, get this is this is good, yay! Oh no, I like it. I'm having a good time. Mulch is about putting uh, smiles on faces. That's what that's what we're, we're in the business. Putting smiles on faces. <laughs> but the fucking, the wrestling is, was so good. The men's Money in the Bank match was, the whole thing was fucking insane. All right. Edge, Roman Reigns was fucking great. Those two put on a fucking story. It's still, my heart hurts that Christian is on one show and Edge is on another. It's like, those two belong together. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it's, then I turned it on like, I turned on Raw Monday night. Oh, I bet they followed it up with a great episode of Raw. Probably <laughs> everybody was watching off of a hot show like Money in the Bank. <laughs> this is their big chance to really draw in there. I bet the Peacock was watching. Maybe maybe the hour and a half that I didn't watch was really good. But the hour, and, <laughs> the hour and a half that I did watch was not nearly at the same level of Money in the Bank. You and know. it's just like, God damn, like, how hard is this fucking job? And then an hour of commercials for fried food. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I totally marked out for their their top talent is crazy good. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, they'll be on AEW soon. <laughs> well, that's how deep their roster is. Look at all the w- the former WWE wrestlers in AEW and how good they are. Yeah. And they're rotating them in and out. Remember on one of the earliest episodes we did, we were talking about how deep WWE's roster was. This was, you know, before uh, AEW was a twinkle in the Young Bucks dicks. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about, like, you have this deep, deep roster of really great wrestlers, but we only see, like, the same handful every single week doing the same shit. And AEW is rotating them in and out. Like, you're not going to see Christian Cage every week. The way they book him is fucking brilliant. Which they shouldn't because he's an old man now. Yeah. And they, they've they booked him in, in these matches that are highly contested. And ultimately, he, he takes control of the match and goes over. It's not mm-hmm. like a desperate finish. So, like, he's putting over uh, lesser-known wrestlers and putting on a great match, and they're building yeah. his his wins and losses reputation and his uh, you know his ability in the ring. I'm just like yeah, Jesus. you can't just Goldberg your way into AEW. 
Guess who's back? <laughs> oh, no! Did I say his name and make him appear? <laughs> Fuck, Goldberg's back? So Bobby Lashley is just... <gasps> oh, no, they're not wasting Bobby Lashley on Goldberg, are they? Lashley is just on this fucking run. Oh, yeah? I mean, Good for him. He's I on like a run. Him. And he, he's the guy I'd watch again. He destroyed Kofi Kingston at... Ooh. Uh, Money in the Bank. Got it, but that was a good match. And going into it, it was like, you know, Bobby was at, okay. So <laughs> here we go. Bobby Lashley is managed by MVP. Okay, who comes out in pinstripe suits with a, a big gold chain. All right, and a cane. He's got some. All right, good. He's got some attitude and some confidence. I like it. And lately, there's been like five or six scantily clad women with him. Oh no. Very buxom ladies. <laughs> buxom. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't realize it was the nineteen forties. <laughs> and very confident as yes, well. Confident. Oh no. And what they're willing to reveal. But done in like that the most tasteful way. WWE style. They yeah. bring the red carpet out to the ring and have some leather chairs and champagne. Well, those are all the trappings of what it means to be classy. <laughs> So it's it's like a mid nineties. So they're still doing this shit. Yeah, like a mid nineties rap video. Oh, good. So all right. So Vince McMahon is clearly w- ahead of the times as usual. <laughs> and um, but he's just I mean, been, come on, that's embarrassing in twenty twenty one. It is, but he's just Bobby's just been on this run in the ring. Yeah, Bobby so powerful. is so good. And so, but like he got sidetracked and then they had this kind of side story about him getting sidetracked with all this dumb shit. And then like going into this match. Oh, like the, he was involved in some of those stupid cuckolding storylines, wasn't he? Yeah, that was, that was long before oh. he went on his run. <laughs> so this isn't a metaphor for that. No. Okay. So, um, Bobby, um, like going into this match, like he came out and like, Confront. Oh, like so he's like distracted. Like there's a bunch yeah, of ladies here. Right, goes, right, right. I can't do. I can't do wrestling. <laughs> so he um, like confronts MVP mm-hmm. and um, basically says to him and like excuses the women and then basically says to him. Did he? Did he just say, ladies? Did he, Did he just say ladies or did he say ladies? Can we have the room? Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. polite, but the room of fifteen thousand people. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> this may have been. Oh, a, this was out in the room. Ra- okay. Or this may have been a room of fifteen hundred LED screens. What do you mean we can't say whole train anymore? <laughs> He's asking, "What do you mean we can't say another word?" Yeah. <laughs> <anymore>? Christ. <laughs> so, um, Bobby, Bobby's been on this tear, mm-hmm. and he destroys Kofi Kingston. He's refocused, and like the storyline is like he's just going to. He's just unbeatable. Like mm-hmm. when he's focused, you don't stand a chance, and he's focused right now. Okay, so he's going to destroy the fucking roster. Anybody that wants to step up, hell yeah, goes to Monday Night Raw, do it, comes out, says that, flexes, hell yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm Bobby fucking Lashley. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hyped just hearing about it. And uh, open up the challenge. Oh fuck yeah! And of that's course, badass. you know, just being like nobody's going to fucking. Step I can just up. see him there, like standing there, all muscles, just like that's a fucking bad dude. Nobody's going to step up. No, hell no. Look at you. Look in those eyes. That's the eyes of a guy who's going to fuck you up. And then CM Punk no. Goldberg. <laughs> 53 year old Goldberg. Who's one year older than Dave Bautista, by the way. Oh yeah. 
And certainly really? it looks like his Wait, life has what? been measured in dog years. Holy shit. Wait, <laughs> Goldberg is a one year older than Batista? Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, Batista. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. I just need a minute for that to sink in. <laughs> one of them must uh, take better care of themselves than the other. <laughs> okay, both could beat me up, whatever. It's but. like uh, going to the Orioles game and up on the big Jumbotron. Let's play a game of this or that. <laughs> he looks like the dude that when you walk into a bar and you see that person, you just know that person's a liability. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's go over here. Yeah, you just know to stay away. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. Don't don't react. He's he's looking. Yeah. To he's itching to start something. Yeah. Just don't you know fucking just don't. Yeah. He doesn't exist. Right. Just drink your shitty warm beer and be like, think about the next bar you're going to go to and leave. Yeah. Like, okay, where are we going after this? Because <laughs> you also can't fucking run out. No. You have to stay. God, there's too many bars like that in Baltimore. <laughs> Not in Hamden anymore. We used to have Zizimos, but then now it has like LED lights in it now. <laughs> oh yeah, but whatever. I mean, I haven't seen. I well, thought I all know. lives mattered in Hamden. Well, I mean, they're they're losing that fight, but they're not going to go with you know they're not going to give up. Let's just put it that way. Rage, rage, rage in the dying light. <laughs> I bet they like Dylan Thomas. Don't you? Yeah, think? I'm sure a lot of Dylan Thomas readers are out there yelling "All Lives Matter" at at people. Yeah. There's probably at least one that has seen um, Dangerous Minds and remembers it from that. The last time I went out in Hamden before the pandemic, it was uh, a former coworker's <clears throat> like going away happy hour. He was changing mm-hmm. jobs, and so I I went um, to hang out and. I had a couple beers and I left and I go outside and there's a bunch of cops, several ambulances, oh, Foxtrot. No. And I'm just like, oh. to all the, uh, outside of the city listeners, Foxtrot is the name of our police helicopter <laughs> yeah, that li- somehow manages <laughs> to like live over overhead of our house. It's just, there are always four out. of them. Oh God. I just found that out recently. Like how many arrests do they actually make with that stupid thing? It's got to cost us so much money. Oh God, they fly it all the time. I've I've heard that they float. They flew it from the so they keep them in Middle River, right over at uh, Martin yeah. State Airport, and their uh, headquarters is in downtown Baltimore, and it mm-hmm. has a helipad. And I've heard yeah. that they would fly it to the downtown <clears throat> from Middle River to the downtown headquarters to uh, deliver paperwork. Nice, perfect. That's a great use of the tax dollars. <laughs> we. Have spent on this over the years. Oh my god! Oh my god! Blue lives matter. Half a billion dollars goes to the police department. So there's in all a this city with six hundred thousand people. <laughs> there's all this uh, commotion, and uh, two people were shot. They lived, but they were shot on the other side of Falls Road mm. by uh, is it Roseland Park? Roseland Park? Uh, uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt Park. Yeah, yeah. like right outside. Just like God, oh, was, shit. I was at that bird. That, when was that? That bird bar. Oh yeah, that's stupid. It's pretty cool. I don't like that place. No. Well, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we've been recording for we have a long time. This has been a good one, Mark. We talked about politics. We talked about pro wrestling. <sighs> that's smooth. We should call our show that. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell people? Uh, what do we have coming up? There's a bunch of wrestling coming up. There's. AEW is happening right now. We're recording during it, but I just found out today. I have a four day hearing in a month <laughs> in a $3 million 
case. So I don't know that I'll be watching. Uh, not a lot. Of, not a lot of free nights <laughs> coming up. I'll text you. I'll text you during AEW if anything amazing happens. <laughs> no, I'll like be. when CM Punk shows up on a random dynamite. <laughs> It'll be fine. Well, hang in there. Let me know if you need anything <laughs> besides play-by-play on professional I'm wrestling. I'm moving the sharp object away from me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, we should end this episode <laughs> before it turns into an intervention. All right. Uh, bye, Ron and Joy. <laughs> See you Monday, Ryan. <laughs>